Why is it that we hold on to grudges when really they're quite painful to maintain and often seem to work against what we're really trying to do? Or has it dawned on you that by holding a grudge, you're actually living in a past experience of pain, which prevents new experiences from being able to happen? What keeps us stuck when we want to move and let go? And most importantly, how can we let go? This and so much more explored on today's podcast. Welcome to The Balance Theory, a podcast aimed at arming you with tools and tips so that you are well equipped to not only identify and define, but own your own definition of balance. I'm your host, Erica, and thank you for joining me today. Hey, Balancer, and thanks again for tuning in to another episode of The Balance Theory podcast. If this is your first time with us, a big warm welcome to you. So today we're going to dive into all those questions I opened with and talk about how we can actually pinpoint the source of our grudge or something we can't let go of and understand what is actually going on. This is all an attempt to get us into a state of forgiveness and move on once and for all from something that can often feel like a bit of a ball and chain type situation. If you are listening to this on release date, happy public holiday. It's always nice to have a day off. If you're religious, happy Easter to you. And if you're not, I hope you've had a lovely weekend in any event. One thing that happened over the weekend was that Daylight Savings finally and sadly finished up for this time of year, which I don't always love. I don't love when it gets really dark really early at night. I just feel like the day is cut short, but it's definitely worth it when it flips the other way. So this is just, I guess, moving back into normal routine. But I will say on the flip, it is lovely not waking up and it's pitch black outside as well. So pros and cons of everything there, but that's just something that's happened over the weekend that's going to change change it up a little bit, I suppose. I don't know if you guys change your schedules or routines based off the daylight savings or when the sun goes up and down. It's obviously going to impact your natural circadian rhythm, obviously, if you sleep with the um, blinds open as well. But in a way, it is kind of a nice motivator to get up early and embrace the morning light. So for anyone hating the fact that it's rolled back, maybe you can try and use that as a bit of inspiration to start embracing it. Alrighty, but today we're going to talk all things grudges. And when I say a grudge, I want you to think of something you can't let go of. So even if you haven't specifically labeled it as a grudge, it's just something that's really been annoying you, could be for a couple of weeks now, years, or a very, very long time. Something you feel like you have a lot of negative energy and emotion towards, and you feel like it still pops up in your life and you really don't want it to. I mean, I know personally, it's so annoying when you're just going about your day-to-day life and something that irritates the hell out of you just pops up. And it's not something you want to be thinking about. It's not feelings you want to be having, but it's just this niggling, annoying reminder that gets stuck in your brain sometimes. So what we're going to do today is work through why that actually happens, what is actually going on, and I'm going to give you three tips on how you can try and get rid of this for once and for all. It's very freeing being on the other end when you're able to let go of something. So I'm really hoping a lot of you take away a lot from today's episode. So it's more likely than not that you've either held a grudge or are currently holding a grudge. And these can last a really long time. Like we've all got that auntie with a story about your cousin's brother's wife from 35 years ago that they just will not let go of. They just can't seem to shake it and they're always reminding you of it. You might actually even be someone, and I I found myself in this position before as well, that you actually do want to let go of the situation, event, whatever happened, whatever you're holding on to. And you've made like conceded efforts to do so, but it just doesn't seem to be working. Like those negative feelings just still seem to be lingering. So why the hell is it so hard to move on sometimes? Why do these things just get lodged in our brain? Now, disclaimer, I'm not a neuroscientist. This is based off my 
own research, my own personal growth and understanding with these sorts of emotions in my own life and a little bit of stuff I've worked through in therapy as well. So I think personally, the key to unlocking all of this is firstly to understand something very empowering, and that is that grudges create and come with an identity. With our grudge intact, we know who we are. That is a person who has been wronged in the past by either someone or something, an event, a place or a circumstance. Now, hold on a minute here because you might actually find this a bit cringeworthy to admit, but this also brings with it a kind of rightness and strength in having this identity. I'm a person who was wronged or I am a victim. There's a kind of strength in identifying as that. But here's the kicker. This identity is an attempt in our subconscious to get the comfort and compassion that we didn't get at the time of that situation in the past. So you may feel you were done wrong by because you didn't get the right level of empathy, compassion or care at that time. And so your brain in trying to round about that and and I guess compensate for what you didn't get at the time now provides you with this identity, which is in its own way, trying to fill a void of those emotions that you didn't get. And by continually holding on to a grudge, you're sort of claiming that you're deserving of some sort of extra special treatment, which you sort of need to cut the BS a little and acknowledge that. And sorry if this sounds a little bit blunt, but it is almost a cry to be cared about and treated differently from what you have endured. So as you can see from the language I'm using as well, this is really all steered towards you being a victim and that's okay. You may totally feel like you were a victim in whatever situation you're holding on to a grudge for, but bear with me as we move through this. So other than the fact that they're really a burden to carry around, they don't really serve the purpose that they're meant to serve. So really you you feel like with this identity, it's meant to make you feel better or heal some sort of hurt, give you some compensation, I guess, for what you didn't get at the time of that situation. But you might walk around as a proud owner of this identity, but deep down, you still have a lack of that comfort that you've been craving since the situation occurred. So really, it's almost like you're just waving around this identity flag without really any compensation internally. So really, what, what's the point of the grudge? Is it just proof of what you've suffered? Is it like a badge of honor, a way to remind others or ourselves of, the, of our pain and sort of our deservingness? However you want to view this or interpret this, I think what we can all agree on is the notion that it's this I am a victim sort of mentality. And the issue with it is it's nowhere near freeing or comforting and it actually creates a massive obstacle to true healing. So in saying that, I think the first key to letting go of a grudge is you have to be willing to let go of this identity as someone who was wronged. And I think there is an ego piece in that as well. As I said, there's, there is a massive comfort in feeling like, well, I was wronged and I'm deserving of care and love that I didn't get at the time. But I think to really be able to fully let go of that situation and that hurt and whatever you're feeling towards that, you have to be prepared to let your guard down and move away from associating as a victim. So you have to be willing to drop the I who was mistreated and step into a sort of new version of yourself and, and realize that. If you stay in this victim mentality, you are continuously defining yourself by that thing that happened in the past and you're not letting yourself really grow and be defined by your current and present circumstances. So I'm just going to stop right here before I go on any further, because I know a lot of you might be feeling like you actually don't want to let go of a grudge, like you feel as though you are right in holding it, that that person sort of deserves to know how you feel. But I really need you to listen to what I'm saying because I've been there before. I know how you're feeling. I still have certain grudges that I'm working through myself personally, but this is a bit of a light bulb moment and one I hope you really listen and tune into because your ego has tricked you into thinking that there is a freedom in holding onto it. 
That person should pay for what they did, right? It feels good to quote, show them through your subtle actions, biting words, or maybe like silent treatment that they've done something we don't like. But really at the end of the day, and you've got to be honest with yourself, that the one who is harmed when we hold a grudge is not the one we're holding the grudge against. It's actually ourselves. So really, is that identity comfort worth it when you're really just self-sabotaging in a way? Also, just as a small side note, I do want to mention that sometimes a grudge is just our default position when we've been wronged. In saying this, grudges aren't inherently a bad thing. And in the short run, they're probably like a good and a positive reaction. What I mean by this is it's a message to yourself that it's not okay to be treated in a certain way. But I think that the tipping point when it when it actually becomes like a bad thing is if resentment, anger, fear, sadness, those sorts of emotions fester and they transform into an unhealthy understanding of that event or circumstance, which actually takes a massive psychological and mental toll on you personally. So if you're finding that right now you still have these sort of hostile feelings of anger, jealousy, resentment, sadness, any of those things from an event that's happened a while ago. So you you might've been like annoyed at the time and not felt right about it. But if you're still holding on to those harsh emotions, that's when I think you've really got to look inward and understand what's going on underneath, how your identity is festering, how you're associating as a victim and how that's actually blocking you from moving past this event. This is probably a really good spot to just stop and think about a current situation or a grudge that you might personally be holding. Now, you may not have labeled it mentally as a grudge. It could just be something that you feel like you cannot let go of. It's sort of, I think, the same thing. Like, I think the framework that we discussed today is going to still work really well if it's not something you've explicitly labeled as a grudge. So just have a think about something that you're holding on to. And do you have any lingering feelings? Anything emblematic of jealousy, anger, the things that sort of went through before, this is what we want. We want that kind of situation for of mind as we chat through the next little bit together. Now that we understand the identity piece, I do want to talk a little bit about the impact of of a grudge holding mood on our balance because this is so important to understand and the picture ain't that pretty either. The science is all there. Studies have shown holding grudges increase our blood pressure, heart rate, and nervous system activity. So it actually starts impacting our physical health. But beyond that, and actually on the flip, letting go of something like that can actually improve your mental health relationships and your career trajectory, which is a bit of a sting because now we realize and can see that how holding a grudge can potentially sabotage all our areas of balance. What I mean by this is think of a time you've maybe been so frustrated by these feelings of resentment that you end up taking it out on someone. So you might just be thinking about it or it might be festering in your mind and then you end up taking it out on someone at work, your kids, a friend. You know, when you just have that anger and it just comes out of you unwillingly and you're just like, oh, I didn't really mean that, but it's just the emotion trying to find an outlet. This is how we can really start to have a negative trickling effect across all of our key areas of balance. So if you feel like you didn't really identify as a victim and you feel like that, you still feel like that person should really pay for what they did, well, you need to start thinking about whether you're prepared to let it impact the other areas of your balance. And on top of that, it's really going to prevent you from embracing the current situation. You know, if you're stuck in the past, let's just say it's a work situation, right? And and you're kind of stuck in the emotions that you felt at that time. You're defining that workplace through that lens of, of how you were treated at the time then really any new opportunity that comes up in that space is really going to be shadowed by those emotions. And it's going to be very hard for you to forge a new identity or embrace new opportunities if that's the lens you're coming at it with. So as I did mention at the start, I will give you guys a three-step approach on how we can work through these sorts of emotions and grudges. But before we get there, 
I do want to talk a little bit about the antidote to grudges, and that is forgiveness or acceptance. So I'm going to use these interchangeably in this discussion. So pick whichever one resonates with you more, the idea of forgiveness or the idea of acceptance. Now, I do want to admit something honestly here when it comes to forgiveness, and this is something I've honestly felt myself, and that is that offering forgiveness makes me weak. So when I'm thinking about like a situation that I've had in the past and I was considering or contemplating the idea of forgiveness as a way to kind of fix it, I thought to myself, honestly, like me offering that forgiveness makes me look weak. It's making me look like I didn't care what happened or it's undermining the severity of what that person did to me. And that made me really not want to engage with it at all. Like it would, it made me feel like if I extended that person forgiveness, I was saying to them, hey, it's fine. You can do that again. And you might be sitting here nodding your head thinking exactly the same thing. Maybe that's why you haven't actually made any attempts to repair the situation because you don't want to make the other person or the other people involved in that situation feel like they're exempted from their actions or that it's okay for them to behave that way towards you. And if that is you, I need you to write this down. If you're taking notes either in your phone or on your paper, forgiveness is for you, not the offender. It's about forgiving ourselves, which in turn is the most freeing thing that we can do. Do you have any of these thoughts right now, but I don't want them to feel like what they did is okay or what if they don't change? Let's do with the first one. I don't want them to feel like what they did is okay. Maybe that's a reason you still don't want to engage in forgiveness or let go of the situation. Here's the thing, guys. In embracing forgiveness, it doesn't mean you have to like what someone did or tell them that it's okay or even become their friend. It's more about stepping into who you want to be and letting go. It's about freeing ourselves. Another cool understanding here is that forgiveness doesn't mean forgetting or excusing the harm done to you or even making up with the person who caused the harm. The point here is to bring a sort of peace that helps us get on with life and really stay balanced because when you have these festering emotions, it's very hard to be level-headed, neutral, and I guess positive depending on how badly ingrained this grudge is in all the other areas of your life. So just remember that this is for you. Often like this process doesn't even involve the other person. It's, it's all an internal process. Now, number two, what about if they don't change? Well, getting another person to change his or her actions, behavior or words is not the point of forgiveness. So you can park that thought right to the side because it's completely irrelevant when we're talking about moving on with the situation. We have to think of forgiveness more about how we can change our lives. And in embracing it, we can take away the power from the other person who continues to be that kind of dead weight in your life. You're taking ownership and reclaiming yourself and your identity free from that situation. So that's kind of two big key points that when I was sort of sitting down and thinking about this whole process and how one lets go of things and why we can't let go of things, these these are the two main sticklers that stood out to me a lot. And that is that there is a victim identity associated with holding on to stuff that I think we find comfort in as a way to sort of compensate us for the comfort we did not feel at the time. And number two, it's this idea that we have this resistance towards forgiveness. And I really think that stems from not understanding that it's forgiveness for ourselves, not forgiveness for others. Because often when you feel those things, anger, jealousy, sadness, the last thing you want to do is extend that person forgiveness. It can be very hard and actually counterintuitive to how you're feeling. But the key thing here is to understand that it's forgiveness for yourself. So now that we've got our heads around those, I want to give you guys the three steps on how you can work through something that's really bothering you. Bring back that situation, person or event that you're holding on to or holding a grudge against. So keep that four of mine as we move through the rest of the podcast. 
And after hearing this framework, you are going to be deciding which of these two people you would like to be. The first is someone who sits in their comfort victim identity and holds on to the grudge or two, someone who wants to move on, embrace forgiveness to yourself and be defined by who you are today and not who you were in the past. That is someone who was wronged. And as a small caveat, this is going to require your commitment, genuine intention and openness to redefining your past experience. So if you're ready to do all of these things, you're going to get so much out of this framework that I'm about to share with you. And I cannot wait to hear how it spills over and maybe even bolsters other areas of your balance once you give yourself that free ground to run in. Also, just quickly, if you don't want to jot all these down, maybe you're driving or you just don't have the resources in front of you. I have provided a free PDF step by step in our Facebook group with just a little bit of an outline and tips that are easy to follow for each step. So you don't have to rewind and listen through again. You can just search our Facebook group, The Balance Theory, request to join and it will be in there for you free to download. All right, let's do this. Let's free our minds. Step one is define it and make it neutral. So as we have already discussed, the path to freedom from a grudge is not so much through forgiving the other person, although that can be helpful if you can bring yourself to doing that, but rather through loving and forgiving your own self. This grudge or these festering feelings are being stored somewhere in your body, either as physical pain or an emotion or feeling, or this, or you might feel it as both. You might feel it physically and as an emotion. So where do you feel it? You might find this easier to acknowledge or to do via like a meditation. Obviously, I don't know the details of your personal situation. And the idea here is not to re-traumatize ourselves by diving into the original pain, but rather to attend to it with the compassion that we did not receive at the time. It's something that your grudge or those feelings are screaming for. We need to bring it directly to the center of our attention, locate it and just focus on it. And whilst this does sound like a little bit of a double-edged sword, like our bodies do really hold the source and the solution for our pain. So define it. What does it feel like? Where does it feel like? How does it feel like? So I'll give you guys an example. Um, Thinking back to a situation I had, I often felt it as a little bit of anxiety. So I could feel it tightening in my chest or with like the, the fastening of my heartbeat. So that's where, that's the location. And the defining piece is at the time, X person did not respect me and completely embarrassed me in front of my colleagues. So when you're doing this, try and locate it and then define what it is that you're holding on to. So it's the tightening in the chest because you felt embarrassed and not respected at the time, for an example. So the reason I'm getting you to define this within yourself is because you actively move the focus of somebody or something who wronged us to an experience that we felt internally within ourselves. We actually lived that experience that we are still perceiving or understanding or holding on to to this day. If this isn't quite uh, making sense, what I'm saying is the situation at the center of the grudge, the event that happened is something that we ourselves intimately felt within us. And if you can't locate this physically or I guess identify the feeling that goes with it, it's going to be really, really hard to fix without, I guess, waiting for the other person to apologize. Another little tip here I have if you are finding this exercise a little bit difficult um, and if you're more inclined and a bit more of a social kind of person, you may also want to maybe speak to someone else out loud about the situation. Often I find that can really help you make sense of something that happened. Um, And my number one recommendation always is a therapist having an external opinion who knows nothing really about you or your situation is more refreshing than I I can even describe in a sentence. But if for whatever reason, this is not a resource that's available to you, you might have a close friend or family member that you can confide in as well. 
If none of these suggestions have resonated with you so far, so if you feel like you can't really sit there and locate the pain physically um, or as an emotion and you don't really want to talk to someone about it, another favorite that I've actually used in the past is you can write a letter or a text to the person or people or event responsible for your anger and do not censor yourself. Just write it all out. And of course, we are absolutely not sending that message because this is going to be as blunt as you would like. Just get it all out on a paper. This would be great for someone who is an avid journaler or really finds solace in writing things out. This can be really, really beneficial to just like making sense of your thoughts, because sometimes if we just leave them in our head, they're really scrambled and really hard to make sense of. So this is another good option if nothing else has really worked for you so far. Whatever route you choose, the point is to nail down the cause and define it as simply and clearly as you can. We just want to see it for what it is. Why are you holding on to this grudge? What was the feeling at the time and how are you still feeling it today? And look, I'm not going to lie. This can be incredibly difficult because it does bring up negative emotions and asks you to revisit pain, which in a way is counterintuitive to how we are programmed as humans. But trust me, this is essential in the healing process. Again, small caveat, if this is something really traumatic, I would strongly suggest seeing a professional to help you work through whatever you're dealing with today. But if this is something like a fight with a friend or, you know, like just just little things that happened at work, things that you're holding on to that are manageable, um, but you feel like they're really disrupting your thought process, maybe it's created limiting beliefs, those sorts of things, and this is perfect. Just a quick word from the sponsor of today's podcast. If you haven't paid any attention to the quality of your gym accessories or feel like the ones you have kill your vibe just a little, then this is for you. ESFit is a brand I've co-founded with my best friend to bring all fitness lovers the confidence to sweat in style. I'm talking considered luxe fitness accessories, ranging from cotton bands that don't roll or dig to full-size sweat towels that cover you from head to toe and actually don't take up all the space in your bag. The list goes on, but you can check it all out for yourself at esfit.com.au or on Instagram at esfit, double underscore. And for all my beautiful balances, we're offering $15 off of the checkout when you use the code balance. Okay, so once we've defined it, like, you know, how we're feeling it now, what it looks like, why we're holding on to it. We want to take it one step further and neutralize the statement. So a lot of what you guys have come up with is going to be like, this person made me feel this way, or this situation wasn't good for me because of this, or this situation caused this problem in my life, whatever it is, but we need to neutralize this statement. So if you're listening to this episode and you're still here tuned in, you probably already understand that an unrelenting grudge puts the grudger into the category of those who are right. So that's us and the person who wronged us in the category of those who are bad. But we need to shift how we think and talk about it before we can actually take the next step. We need to neutralize this and change our story from someone as a victim. So with the example I gave, this might look like, you know, I originally said, that that person made me feel embarrassed and they didn't respect me. We can neutralize that by saying at the time I felt anxious and embarrassed about a comment I made. So we're stripping away the trivialities. It's just how did we experience? What did we feel? It's all about how you perceived it at the time. That's what's made the situation the way it was and has carried and festered in you this far. So define and neutralize as best as you can is step one. Step two is break up with it. Ex-partners, ex-friends, Toxic people, ex-situations, all of that in your life are common causes of resentment. You've probably already distanced yourself from that person or situation if you are holding a grudge. So why the hell do you still think about it or do you still hold on to that resentment? Maybe you haven't really distanced yourself properly. 
I'm going to ask you a few questions here and you might not like to admit it, but really consider, are you still following them on social media just to what stay in the loop? Maybe there's a song that reminds you of them or an item you have that they gave to you. Cut the BS guys. Just remove that song from your playlist. Donate the jumper and just unfollow them on social media. This is the toughen up and bite the bullet step because once you acknowledge that the situation is something that happened to you, you've defined it and you've redefined it in terms of yourself. This piece should really be easy. It should be about like, well, yeah, that's something I experienced and I just don't need those feelings. I don't need to be associated with it at all anymore. Just remove the pieces, make it easy as possible for yourself. So for me personally, I've had to actually take this one step further. So I, I did the unfollow people on Instagram piece, but I also had to unfollow people that were like their best friends that I'm not really close to, but you know, like they'll just pop up. I'll see that person that I unfollowed because I didn't want to see their stuff. And I just feel like I'm back to square one. So don't be scared, guys. The more you delay this, the more you're delaying your path to acceptance and letting go. You're just creating roadblocks for yourself if you're not prepared to remove these things properly. To make it easier, if you do find this step a little bit hard, do an action that counters the removal. So for example, um, if you're giving away an item, let's say that person bought you a jumper, donate it and buy yourself a new jumper to replace that one you received or flood your playlist with new songs or your Instagram feed with accounts that make you feel good. Counter the taking away acts and use this as as a moment to give back to yourself. And the very last step, this is my favorite thing ever, is lessons. Things in life do not just happen for nothing. And look, if you're holding a grudge, you evidently or probably did not benefit from that situation or that relationship in the end. But I can guarantee you it taught you something that can actually make the whole experience and your whole perception of that event something you can end up really appreciating and using for your advantage. So whether that event or situation stopped you from doing something you wanted at the time, or maybe it pivoted you into a different direction, Either way, you wouldn't be where you are today with the knowledge that you now have. What I'm saying is you have to have learned something from your resentment. It can't just sit there taking up space and doing nothing, making you feel like shit. What did you actually learn from the experience? What can you be grateful for? Sometimes it's a revelation that you don't want something or a type of person as a friend or a type of place as a work environment. It doesn't always have to be a positive thing that you've learned. Awareness of what we don't like is just as important of awareness as what you do like or what you need. And again, this exercise doesn't explicitly ask you to forgive. It asks you to thank the source of your resentment for teaching you a life lesson. And I do want to throw in a little quote here. I can't for life of me. I think I heard it on someone else's podcast the other week, but it works beautifully in this moment. And that is life happens for you, not to you. So things happen in life, speed bumps, situations, events, they're all for you to grow. They're all for you to dissect and take away pieces that you can really then use to bolster your own experience of life. If you're sitting in this place where you think life happens to you, you're more than likely going to be sitting in that first step victim association mentality, and it's going to be really hard for you to move on. So bringing gratitude into moments like this is incredibly profound. Um, If you do want a little bit of information or tips from me personally on gratitude, do check out our Monday Muse 9 from the start of March. Um, But when you can reframe a situation that you viewed quite negatively and think, okay, what can I actually take away from this? You'll find your whole demeanor perspective of that person, situation or thing is completely revolutionized. And I'm yet to be proven otherwise, but you can always take a lesson from every single thing that happens in your life, whether it's a lesson in a positive way, whether it's a lesson of something you don't want or don't need, they're all lessons. 
And without them, you would not be the person you are today. So you can't have anything but gratitude for that happening. So all of these things can be done without even reaching out to the other person. I mean, I'm not saying that that isn't an option. I mean, depending on your situation and if it is a person or group of people that are the source of your resentment, you know, if that's accessible to you and you feel like that would work favorably for you and your progress, then 100% you could consider reaching out to them and working through the situation. But I think that doing the inner work is more important. That's just more a bonus if you can do it, because at the end of the day, whether those people want to apologize, whether they want to accept how they made you feel. Cause again, it's not about one person being right or wrong. It's all just perceptions. So you were, you were hurt or offended by that situation. So all you can ask the other person for is recognition and understanding. You can't expect them to say, yes, I was wrong. But in any event, the outcome of their actions should no longer be impacting your perception of that situation. At the time it was something that happened to you internally. And so now it's something you have to work through internally. A couple tips So I find that things we hold on to a grudge for or can't let go of often pop up as thoughts in our head. Like when, just when you don't want them the most, maybe you're bored, maybe you're actually having a really good day and it just pops into your head. And that can kind of make this whole letting go process a little bit more challenging. So just a couple tips from me. If you do get those thoughts pop into your head, really quick thing you can do is stop, distract, affirm. Stop the thought, literally internally, just tell yourself, nope, like I'm not, I'm not thinking that I'm not engaging with that thought. Two is distract yourself. So if you're on your phone, maybe jump on, play Sudoku. If you're listening to a music, start really listening to the lyrics. You know, just distract yourself. And then third thing, affirm. Just tell yourself you've got this. You're on the path to acceptance. You're on the path to forgiveness. You know, just really just pat yourself on the back. Second thing would be to practice gratitude, which we've already discussed and really key. And I think easy to do once you identify the lesson that you can take from that situation. And lastly, number three is don't be invested in the outcome when it comes to dealing with people. You cannot control other people's actions and therefore you need to accept the things you cannot change. And that's why I said before, I think doing the inner work is much more important because at the end of the day, you can't determine how people are going to react. And if you're basing your progress on that, it's going to be a very slippery slope and really just dependent on how that other person reacts in the moment, which you don't really want when you're quite set on moving on. So those are my thoughts on letting go of a grudge or just letting go of something that's bothering you in general. I know how annoying these sort of thought patterns can be, how hampering they can be on our progress, on our ability to move on. And so I really just wanted to compile everything I've learned through therapy, my own research and other podcasts. And and by putting this stuff into practice as well, bundle it all up and share it with you. So I hope this has been really, really useful. And again, if you do want a PDF of that three-step guide, just join us in our Facebook group and you can download that for free. Thank you so much for choosing to spend your time with us today. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Feel free to share this with someone who you feel might need it. And as always, if you have time to subscribe or leave us a review or rating on Apple Podcasts, it would really help us reach more balances and continue to grow our community. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day or night. And until next time, stay balanced.